0: Today, This American Dice presents the exciting second episode of The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser, our Dungeon World game. Sent by High Priest Valorum, our search party has arrived at the destroyed orc quarter of Piranesi, once thriving trade hub, now a place in ruin, particularly after orcs attacked and killed Duke Blackburn the Ninth, his heir, his wife, and countless others. Can this team find the heir if he indeed lives? And if so, can they rescue him? Find out today on this American Dice. Our team of brave adventurers, Donato, Farley, uh, again, Justin, you just say that, Comet. So Donato, Farley, Comet, and Pascal arrive at the Orc Quarter, once kind of this thriving, though separate community of Paranasi, i imagine that there's a distance between the two that they are it is a quarter of the city like a part of the city but it's 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 removed from it in some way either it's on the other side of the wall it is maybe on the other side of maybe like a bay since this is a coastal city um Anybody have a idea of how this how this community is separated but still a part of it? I'll start off David. I'm calling on people. If it's like a ferry type thing or a canal that
1: they made and you have to ferry to this area, like a kind of like a man-made island or something like that.
0: Okay. That could be cool. Yeah, so this area is um is an island. Uh, kind of like located in part of the bay that Piranesi is like like situated in. And um, in the past, when things were great, it would be no problem to hop onto a ferry, although most people from Piranesi proper probably wouldn't. It was mostly like sea captains ferrying stuff back and forth, that kind of thing, more cargo than people. Um, but those services have not been... Up and running for a long time, and then after this attack from last night, it was tough for you guys to get somebody to bring you over there. And um, so you guys have arrived at what used to be in the past this not as big as the Pyrenees proper port, but this dock that used to have this big kind of archway as like a gate, like this portal into like, hey, you're coming into this community. And I forget if we had described the kind of architectural look of this. Do you remember if we described the architectural look of this area?
2: We did. I don't remember what we chose. We, it was definitely poor quality materials. I remember that.
3: I think I stated it was like limestone and like other materials that would be found on the coast, but of a poor quality. Okay, Sure. Um, what if it's almost like that?
0: Oh, what is that stuff called? We have it here in like the super old Spanish buildings in Florida. They have it in Georgia as well. It's like made of almost like coquina type like shells. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like shells that are kind of compacted into like a rough, almost Ooh. concrete. I that can't It is remember. coquina. Did, all right. Coquina. Hey, nailed it. Okay. So, um, yeah. So maybe it's made out of like that kind of material um where there's some stuff that was kind of mined or harvested from like local rocks gathered from local rocks here on this island um and there had been an attempt to almost make this larger through like a system of kind of like dikes and levees and that kind of stuff and in this uh pogrom on the orc community a lot of this stuff was destroyed, so maybe like parts of the parts of the coast around this small island are now a lot of trash and garbage and kind of like tough for ships to get in and out because what used to be buildings are now like submerged wreckage to just destroy ferries that might bring people over to this area. So our brave, our brave uh, team Finds themselves here at what used to be the main docks, and there's kind of the shattered remnants of um, kind of a gate that in uh times past used to be welcoming is this place generally just completely deserted in, in modern times uh that's that's kind of the the vibe that you guys have gotten like that this is this wrecked area that nobody like nobody wants or nobody wants to go to okay um this is this blighted area and kind of like a, like a scar of the calamity that hasn't really healed. Um, And I think part of that is it's just such a big pain in the butt to do anything um, now that, like I said, those dikes and levees have been destroyed. And so there's all these kind of like dangerous areas to go into. And with kind of a decline economically, it's not been worth the time of the Blackburn family to be like, let's rebuild this area. They've been like, we got to focus on other shit. So, um, yeah, I don't think I think instead of seeing other ships, instead there on the portal itself. And this is how I ended the last episode. I kind of just tacked this on. You see um, just what is clearly fresh blood. Like there's no mistaking it. So if you imagine almost this kind of archway that's broken and smashed, um, you can clearly see there's fresh blood smeared on one of these stones. And this may be a silly question, but why is it that we came here first? Th- this direction was where you had heard um, some city guard uh, said that like, they saw the orcs leaving in this direction after the raid. And so uh, they think that if um Blackburn, the lesser, the now heir apparent, if he lives uh this the duke's younger son, if he lives, he'd been brought this way, if not, then his killers went this way. Does that answer that one Carl yeah, absolutely,
3: okay uh
2: upon seeing this blood on what would should otherwise be a deserted area. Donato will sort of have his uh, his bow at the ready, and give like sort of a worried look over to uh, Pascal.
1: So here's a question: Is it um, in this fantasy world are humans and orc? Do they uh, bleed the same? Is it
0: can you tell what kind of creature bled this? Um. I'm gonna ask you guys about orcs. Um, I'm going to say that their blood at least on just from like a visual look, it's not like a uh, Vulcan blood that's green or whatever it is. Um, but their blood would look the same. however, it tastes uh, delicious. It tastes totally <laughs> different. Um, but let's get into these orcs because we have not seen them on screen yet. We know that they're terrifying. Uh, in the past, they had been godless creatures. Um, we know that in the past, uh, hordes of orcs or these hosts of orcs would kind of spring up out of nowhere. They hadn't usually been an issue, and then suddenly they would there would be this group that would attack, and that was the case with the group, the horde of orcs that destroyed the, uh, the capital or sacked the capital, whatever you want to say. Um, but how are they... Different from people we know they're terrifying, we know they're savage, we know they're probably uh like vicious at least that's what it's uh it's said but um but keep keep some of those things in mind for if we encounter any so um actually, have any of you encountered an orc in the past
2: so for Donato, one of his big things was uh before the orc quarter was destroyed he was not necessarily like sneakily but like on the side see, like being tutored by an orc there named mag and in this world we'd established that humans either can't do magic or just like of such a little small degree that there's no notable human mages whereas the orcs have like that sort of like what was it like shamanistic magic did we go with um and so yeah he was being tutored by her so like he was familiar with her pretty well he knew the quarter like somewhat like he he was seen there a number of times and then after the pogrom he stopped by there at least one more time to learn that she was dead and one of the things he took from her house was a songbook and a forgotten tongue that he can't read so yeah he does have relatively he he's
0: pretty familiar with orcs Okay, so yeah, so then we can start that off. And I just realized, yeah, if there was a quarter of these folks here, and if all of you are connected to the city in one way or another, you probably would have encountered these people, at least in passing. And you can tell me kind of, uh, or you can tell us how familiar you were with these folks, or if this is more like a, uh, this is just what I hear. So Carl, as someone who is very familiar with them, um, what is a way in which orcs are different from humans? Like just, um, just physically. Let's go with the
2: classic, uh, the tusks, the under yep. tusk from the bottom jaw. I like, I like that idea. Okay, so these kind so of like, uh... yeah, like it immediately distinguishes them visually, and it's like sort of uh, like a threatening thing, at least to humans.
0: Okay, you're thinking kind of like a poor sign, like poor mm-hmm. tusks. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Jared, what is another way physically, and you could tell me if Farley is familiar with orcs or only like this is what I've only heard or I've seen drawings of them
4: well I'm not very familiar with them I try to avoid them myself Um, I do have a potion that was made by an orc a healing potion Um, and I'm told it's very effective so I keep it on me just in case there's an emergency Um, but physically what I've heard from orcs is that uh, that they have tails now that might be true I think it's true I'm going to say it's true
0: all right so there's there there's tail that they have tails. Yes. All right. Okay, Justin, give me one more thing that uh, distinguishes orcs physically from humans.
3: Um, they are about. They can range from seven to eight feet tall.
0: All right, so they're just they're big. I hear like like few- the big
3: mass of just muscle and dense.
0: All right. And is this something that Comet is, uh, like, familiar with firsthand, or...?
3: Um, I've never met an orc. Uh, Mostly people that I know have come in contact with orcs usually aren't alive afterwards. Um, So, no, not personally. I tend to not try to do that, and I like being alive. All right.
0: And then, David, I'm going to flip it. Um, Just gonna make a like a missy Elliott type joke uh and then reverse it so uh in what surprising way are they similar to humans there we go that's where a lot of
1: like the hot fashion or something comes from this uh renaissance this renaissance type era like they're like oh um their clothes are so like unique and different and their styles are often uh maybe i mean before this
0: coup obviously but uh they're kind of like the cutting edge kind of thing Oh, was that was that the case before the calamity? Right. Yeah. Okay. So before the uh the, the, the sacking of the capital and like the uh the assault on the Orkish Quarter, there had been um like a lot of a lot of elements from the way they dressed were incorporated into styles in like the main cities. Yeah, just like an appropriation
1: kind of situation. Okay. And they're like, oh, now they're now we don't I like w-
4: that. I want to be clear, I've never met an orc, but my I have an Orc <laughs> Tailor. All this is made by an orc.
3: <laughs> so there you.
0: Um, okay. And I think Pascal's definitely uh, fought them many times. Oh, okay. So Pascal has seen orcs for sure and and faced faced off against them. Okay. Cool. Well, well, we'll get into some of that and that'll kind of help to indicate uh, maybe how some of it, you guys are possibly dressed or not dressed. Um, well, we get our shots around uh, to see you guys again. I know we had brief descriptions kind of of like what you guys look like. But can we just hit on that real fast? Um, again, just going around clockwise, starting with uh, Donato. Donato sure Donato amalfitano looks to be roughly in his mid-40s
2: he has a somewhat weathered face for his age he has a thin body with fiery eyes he wears a stylish cap but the rest of his clothes is relatively modest given that he's technically on the royal payroll uh, however he does bear the seal of the dukedom uh, on his tunic
0: all right and i gotta say the seal of the dukedom which i don't think we established ooh um, we? i don't i don't remember if we did I remember we said that cats might be considered sacred to the area. So I think the seal of the Duke is some kind of cat. I'm definitely okay with that. So is it just like straight up a house? Like just like (laughs) like a Halloween cat with its back arched? Is it a lion or a tiger? Um, Is it some kind of like mythical? Like it's a lion with wings. I almost feel like... If, um, if we're just very open about the fact that we practically
2: revere just regular old cats, like, does that, I mean, are, are we too good to just put those on our sigil? Like, maybe, like, it's, like, one of those quartered fields where it's, like, here's a cat in one, and here's, like, a, an anvil in another, like, on opposite sides.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, like a cat, a ship, a coin, and a crown, or something like that. There you and, go. Yeah. One of those situations. And maybe the cat is just the Halloween arched back cat <laughs> okay made to look
2: as cool as possible but i like the idea that it is just a cat
0: well, i do always like how whenever you see medieval artwork you're like so this was their idea of how to put that down onto okay i go oh sure why not all right uh jared when we are as we pan over to farley standing here now with this uh this blood smeared and i just imagine it's not like like splattered but just like smeared maybe someone's hand or arm grazed up against it but it's definitely fresh blood and it's not an insignificant amount um, we see Farley who do we see
4: he is in his mid-40s he's uh, he's overweight um, he's got kind of uh, messy hair and shifty eyes but he, he's wearing what was once very very nice clothes um, as I said orcish Taylor. Um, probably like a, a leather jerkin, puffy pants, um, and like uh, tights, um, and and probably a, a codpiece. Um, and he's wearing like a uh, a rapier at his side. Um, and and yeah, it's it's out of fashion, and there's lots of tears in his clothing, which he's had to mend over time. But he he tries to present uh, the appearance of um, disgraced or uh, you know dispossessed royalty.
0: Okay. And since you got into the fashion the most so far, uh, what is the element of that that's definitely very orcish? Is it the leather jerkin or the codpiece or the puffy pirate look? Let's
4: go, let's go with the codpiece. It's probably actually a, a boar's head codpiece with the oh, tusks and everything. Yeah, it's very intimidating. At least he thinks so. <laughs>
0: the problem with having a very intimidating codpiece is that can be a real uh, double-edged sword especially if you're a codpiece. It's a double-edged sword. Um, All right. Well, we see this man wearing a terrifying codpiece with a boar's head on it, uh, as well as a leather jerkin and kind of puffy pirate uh, shirt and pants. Uh, Meanwhile, Comet, when we turn to you, we know that your religious sects, um, one of the symbols is, like, bound hands, bound in, like, red cord. Yes um but does that is it a particular god that
3: you worship or just a particular sect of like a
0: larger religion
3: no um i worship the god ilmater yeah, that's um, right ilmater yes and uh, our symbol is the hands that are bound uh for uh through through suffering uh one can reach higher enlightenment um Comet, uh, I will say, is, um, I I believe he's mid-early 30s, uh, black hair, um, little bit of the tanner skin of variety. He's uh, a leaner, uh, maybe about a 5'9", 5'10", not very tall. Um, Deep circles under the eyes, uh, wearing the vestiges of Ilmater for his particular sect. So uh, I would just describe those as maybe like a cream or a beige, uh, with red inlays, uh, around the cuffs and the forearms to, uh, demonstrate the bindings. Uh, I have a nice staff in one hand and a shield of Ilmeta, which is just a really, it looks like a big dinner plate. Um, and, uh, I have a bag that has usually my papers in it. Um, yes. All right.
0: And, uh, And finally, we turn to a man who we know is holding a spear. But what else do we see when we see Pascal, Spear Child? Absolutely. That's for sure the first thing most people see.
1: It's this very ornate, kind of old-looking spear. But um, if you look past the spear to the man, he is... uh, (laughs) um, I'm thinking maybe, like, early 30s or mid-30s. Kind of, uh, like wiry, athletic, not like a bodybuilder type, if that makes sense. Kind of a, you know, leaner than most fighters would be, perhaps. And uh, I think he's wearing, he's wearing maybe like a, oh, I think I said he was part of the guard, so maybe he's like half wearing that, I think I said. He's got some some scales underneath. Maybe like just haphazardly placed, though, just to make it easier for him to move around, maybe. So it's kind of an odd-looking city
0: guard. Like, oh, is that Is that a city guard? No, probably not. Okay. And since um, the city guard, since we established that this is kind of like an early Renaissance community, I'd imagine there are some folks who wear like kind of like heavy armor, but I'd imagine a lot of the city guard are dressed almost more like um, is the term bravos? Is that a term that makes any sense to you guys? kind of like imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. guys that would be like almost um, Dandies. not uh who am I thinking of almost three musketeer type characters but like maybe like wearing like leathers where gotcha. it's like so, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure quite how to describe exactly what I'm looking what I'm looking for here Um but all right so we've got the four of you at the portal that goes into this area. Going through this, you may well be the first people who've entered here um, in years. Certainly representatives of the government in one way or another. And it's a shame that it has to happen under these terrible circumstances. But here you are nonetheless. So you've arrived. Uh, It's definitely nighttime. You guys had to like kind of hustle along. Uh, I think that it's going to be daylight in maybe three or four hours. Um, You guys kind of hustled out here after there was a plan that was made and just getting over here was a huge pain in the ass. Um, I assume you guys hired like or just High Priest Valorum got someone to ferry you over here and i think that that um ooh let's engage the uh let's engage the mechanics of this system there is a make a hard journey or an arduous journey right so this isn't a long enough journey where you'd have to worry about ration so a quartermaster wouldn't be important here this is more something that you'd need somebody to be act as kind of either the scout almost i'm going to say the lookout and another person to um involved with like how quickly you got out here. And that process probably involved not only like rowing but also like working the sails with whoever the captain of this ship is. And you probably needed to go in a small ship that was only probably you guys, a captain and maybe one other crew member solely because they're like, oh, a bigger ship than that is just going to wreck on these rocks. So, um could I get two people to volunteer to uh one person to be the um, kind of the sca- the lookout, and the other person to be the one who was involved in making sure that you move al- like that, that. You that you keep pace, and then another person to find this pencil.
3: There we are. Um, uh, I I'll be uh, I'll be lookout. I'm not very strong, so I feel like I wouldn't be very useful on the sales.
0: Um, if it makes any difference, both of these will be wisdom rolls. Or should the one with the... Maybe the one with the sails, we could say, could be a strength roll. Since it would be about, like, hoisting these things. Sure. Well, I'll say that at some point in the past, Donato has definitely spent time on boats. Uh, so he could help with that. Alright. Sure. So we've got Comet who's going to make a wisdom roll about kind of uh, being our lookout and then Donato, who's going to be what would normally be considered a trailblazer. So I'm not sure what helms uh, assistant helmsman. There you go. Assistant to the regional helmsman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Cabin boy. All right. So um, we're going to use the undertake a perilous journey rules so, let's see how quickly you guys get there. So, Carl, could you make that roll? Now, normally this would just also be a wisdom roll. But, I could see if you're doing this stuff through a sh- on a ship, I could kind of see that being more strength or dexterity based. Alright, well, he's definitely getting into the phase of his life where he, he hopes people rely on his experience more than his strength of arms. But, um... I could... if, you'd ra- if you'd rather it also just be wisdom, that is how the rule is regularly written, so it can also just be that. We have other people on the boat, like, helping us out, right? Or is it just us? Uh, you guys will be the only two making the rolls, but there's but, probably, like, a... There's probably two crew members on this ship. Cool. I think for, it's just I guess probably that, a boat. Like, yeah, some One of those strapping young lads could do the the
2: pulling, and Donata could be like, Do this! Do that! Okay. Um,
0: so how many dice do I roll? So it's two d six plus your whiz. Okay. Hmm. Michael Jackson. Uh, who else is in that one? Uh, is it Aretha Franklin or Diana Ross? I got nothing for that one.
4: I think it's Diana Ross. Okay. That.
2: All right. I got a six and a three,
0: so nine plus whiz would be ten. Hey, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. So, on a 10 plus uh on a 10 plus, you reduce the amount of time it takes to get there. So, yeah, so you guys you guys get there pretty darn quickly. Um and I'll calculate some stuff on the back end of what that means, but I'll say the the stuff that you realize is um there's, You know what? I had said before that, like, oh, you don't see any, like, should you see any boats or not? You definitely do see that there is another boat there. Okay. Oh, and let's
2: make it, like, a, as a side effect of this, like, it becomes clear while Donato's was, like, uh, giving instructions for
0: how to get there that he's been here many times. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe you know exactly what's, like, you maybe even know an, uh, a way to get over here, like, a little bit faster. Maybe how some of the currents work. Mm -hmm. around the island um and this captain who's or the ferryman who's not as used to dealing with this stuff you can kind of like give him a heads up of like oh this uh current brings you around this way and you'll move you'll pick up speed and uh yeah when you guys get there there is a boat a little bit bigger than the one that you came on And it's tied up, and you can tell this isn't like an old wreck that's been here for a long time. Somebody just moored this up to the dock. And, um, oh, I'll give you another clue, um, just because that was such a good roll. Uh, Somebody moored this up to the dock, and you could see that uh, the line, like, tying it up, is, like, partially cut, but not all the way cut. All right, meanwhile, Comet, you had been, while Donato was... Um, trying to get you guys to the spot, Comet, you had been kind of the lookout spotting a lot of these things, really looking out for not only where you should be going, Donato was kind of doing a lot of that, more so you were kind of on the watch for, hey, are there a bunch of rocks or other type dangers that we gotta look out for at this? So Perfect. go ahead and make that... Uh, That's 2d6, whimsical. right? 2d6 plus your whiz
3: um that is going to be an eight
0: eight all right so on a seven to nine the roll is performed uh as expected the normal number of rations are consumed the journey takes about as long as expected no one gets the drop on you but you don't get the drop on them so similarly i'd say your boat is (laughs) not uh (laughs) your boat is not dashed against these rocks where you guys are kind of thrown out on into the sea or anything like that um you guys can kind of arrive here and um oh maybe maybe that's that's the deal is you Donato you had wanted them to go in a different direction and instead the ship's captain, like you guys, spotted some stuff, like kind of at the last second, and were able to avoid it. Um, thanks to Comet kind of being like, Wait over there. And in avoiding that, you guys had to come to what used to be kind of these main docks. So maybe Donato had wanted to go in a slightly different direction, but instead, you guys ended up at this place where you're kind of thinking to yourself, Well, If anyone would have thought of where we might come from, this is probably where they would have guessed. But looking around, you guys aren't like, and then you're beset upon. So you're not walking into a trap, but at the same time, you're not sneaking up on anybody because this is the way someone would have expected you to show up. Does that sound like a fair deal for that one? Yeah, that's fair. No No one's shaking their fist in anger at me. Okay. No, cool. I,
3: I'll just be like, I'm sorry, Donato. I just, I didn't feel like we were going to be able to get through all the, like, the stalag, or the stalag types, the ones that go up the, the mites, which I, I just, there was a lot of rot in. It was very hard to see. You Don't be cross with me, please.
0: And these, the, the, the two ferrymen are like, they're, they're shaken to their core. They're like, oh man, that was a rough one. We're not used to, we're, we're used to just kind of bring, like, moving stuff in much, Easier, easier water. Certainly not in anything like this at night. And after there just been this attack, and we have to worry our orcs going to show up all of a sudden. So these guys are not keen on uh, what's going on uh, here. They are pretty, they're, they're pretty, pretty frightened dudes. And so they're like just kind of making sure everything is okay with the boat while you guys head up. And again, see that there's fresh blood on these on these rocks. And again a boat a bit bigger than yours moored here just recently with some of its mooring lines cut a bit. So, all right. Do you guys, you guys have like a whole city quarter to yourselves here. So like you've arrived on Piranese Staten Island and, uh, (laughs) exactly um so this this place is pretty big it's smaller than it used to be because of the destruction of like the dikes and the levees and that kind of stuff um but it's also donato you can see that it's that destruction has changed this place you still know where things are supposed to be located but it's gonna take you a little bit to get your bearings because the type of uh whether it's signage or landmarks that existed before, it's not quite there at the moment. It's those, A lot of those things are destroyed.
4: Got it. I think we should check out this boat. I volunteer. And I'll try to pull myself up into this boat that's uh, was already sitting in port here to investigate it.
0: Alright. So the dock that you guys are on has definitely seen some pretty rough uh, wear and tear. I think just the fact that the 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 people who assaulted the quarter had to uh leave the quarter is the thing that spared the dock itself um and the fact that it's a dock it makes it more difficult to completely destroy um burning it would take a real concerted effort um not impossible but uh yeah so once you guys are on there absolutely farley can go and take a take a look at this boat. and you think he's just kind of giving it the giving it a close look over
4: I'm being very careful because I'm wary. There might be somebody hiding in here or something, so okay. I'm looking out for for any kind of trap that might be here.
0: Sure. Uh, go ahead and make a... Oh, if you're looking for traps specifically, I know that you have a move that you can use. I think it's just called Trap Expert, right? Yep. Ah, uh, c- Creative title. Uh, trap Expert. Um, you're welcome to go ahead and give that a roll
4: okay it is a uh, eight plus two ten total
0: ten total so um off the top of my head I know you get to ask like is there a trap and if so what kind
4: yeah right? I hold I hold three so my first question would be is there a trap here and if so what activates it
0: okay I'm gonna say no there is not a trap
4: okay. Um, and I'll then, find another that's what else is hidden here.
0: What else is hidden here? Good, because I was going to say, I forget the exact questions that it has, but I want to give you some kind of information. Just no is not very fun. Um, so yeah, so no, it isn't a trap, but the big thing you can see is you kind of look over this boat um, and you can see that
4: uh,
0: <clears throat> it had like oar loops for probably like eight rowers. Mm -hmm. And so this thing could probably get moving pretty quickly. um, And also hold maybe like a dozen people or so in just this boat. And you don't see any of those oars in the boat anymore. Something that would be a pretty normal thing to do. Hmm. Um, And instead you see... uh, Like... Uh, like, I think in some of like the rocks and rubbles, you see that like some of the oars have been like thrown in there. Hmm. Additionally, you see that, uh... yeah, like I said, this rope is halfway cut. I think that
4: is there a sail? I mean, would this be powered by sail? Like, like possibly they could have shipped the oars and just well, I mean, but they're throwing them away. I'll point this out to everyone. I'll like, hey. Uh, looks like someone tore up the oars, smashed them, and threw them into the rocks over there. Why would they do something like that?
0: So, Donato. is there is there oh, a go ahead? Oh, I was gonna say, is there a sail on this thing? Um, no, there isn't. But there probably looks like, and maybe Donato can see this just quickly. Like if he's been on a since he's been on boats numerous times before, there's a spot in the ship. In the ship it's not a ship it's a boat um it's it's too small uh like where you could put a sail there is not that here at the moment
1: hmm that would help prevent escape wouldn't it
2: donato will will nod and say um maybe the ones who came in the boat aren't the ones who did this um which would mean we're we have might have two parties to
0: contend with here jared kind of got to some of this earlier but is anybody Jared, how did you word your set? How was your second question worded?
4: Uh, what is hidden here? What is hidden here? All
0: right, I'll give you one more piece of information rather than be like, somebody make a separate discern realities role and then blah, blah, blah. Unless somebody sure. was like about to do that.
4: I've got three holds, so I, I could spend the last one and just say that's the holds you're done with then for another additional mm-hmm. hidden thing.
0: Sure, because. Yeah, I think this is the last little bit that I've got. When you look at the, um, ah, this is almost this is almost too easy to to give you. So maybe there's some more information you can get out of this. But whoever like this rope that was cut, somebody was like the ship was empty. The ship, the boat was empty, as whoever was cutting this, um, and you could see maybe with Donato's help that like the boat kind of smacked around a bunch. It wasn't damaged in going here and you can probably put together the four of you that people got out of this boat. Somebody possibly somebody plural got out of this boat and was trying to ditch it. They were trying to cut it loose. Mm. Um, And, and you're looking at like the smashed up oars and some other stuff and you're wait you're looking at it and going somebody tried to make this look like a shipwreck like this Mm. boat like like nope these people didn't make it they were going to try to whoever was going to try to fuck this boat up so when you came by and looked it was like oh nope start start looking for a floating corpse Mm. so I think that that's that's probably the the extra little tidbits that you can discern
4: Convey this, because, like, looks like somebody was trying to be cute here. They, like, try to make it look like it was an accident. Um, maybe does it look like there was a struggle here?
0: Um, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, no. So, yeah, you can also mm. look around, and it doesn't look like there was a just recently a struggle. Mm. You
1: said there was uh, blood around
0: those still, right? Yes, there was blood on the um, on the portal, going like further, or I guess farther because it's physical distance into the cor- into the orc quarter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Pascal might be interested in that, but um, I don't know if we're still looking at the boat. But he might just wander over that way too. Okay, and if you mention that, just because I'm realizing something that would make sense. If Pascal's thinking about that blood, he looks there, and then he looks back at the boat. And though there doesn't seem like too much of a sign of a struggle, if you guys look at the boat really closely, you do see a little bit of blood in this boat. It doesn't look like there was a fight in this boat, but you do see a little bit of blood in there.
1: Okay, so maybe the way uh, Pascal kind of uh, tells that to everybody is he points at the blood on the boat with his spear, and like, hmm, and kind of points at the uh, the blood across the way and just like hmm and without saying anything just wanders over and yeah I think he's just gonna see if uh, does it look like this blood is uh, like someone was wounded and then it's like a trail or like they're making a fun finger paint designs
0: how, how are you trying to figure this out what's your, what's your uh, CSI methodology here
1: yeah he's going over to it and looking at it real good
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: yeah i think he's just uh yeah just dependent on if it's on the ground or what um okay thinking back of oh all the fights i've been in does this look like someone was uh in a sword fight or was someone wounded and trying to escape
0: Ooh, we could do that as either discern realities or you drawing on your Discerned realities makes more sense with this I was gonna say you drawing on your previous knowledge like a spout lore but yeah, yeah I'm fine with that yeah so discern reality away cSI pure put on your sunglasses yeah okay. david Caruso David Caruso <laughs> does work with that uh with this this <laughs> setting
1: uh I got exactly a seven
0: got exactly a seven all right so you get one of those questions right yeah yeah, Melba.
1: So yeah, I think I, I pretty much set it up, uh, what happened here recently.
0: Um, yeah, especially after Donato and Farley had pieced that other stuff together. You could tell that somebody and um, I'm going to say you could tell it's somebodies. It's, pe- it's a group of people were in this boat at least one of whom was wounded and they got out of this boat. They tried to ditch it. So whoever was in this boat, they were uh, running and hiding. So that's the deal. So whoever has this, they're trying to evade being seen. And that probably pieces together with Donato's thought about like, huh, could there be a sail on this? Well, if you're trying to not be seen, either that sail would have gotten ditched somewhere in the water or you just wouldn't have used it and would have used the oars. And ideally you would have wanted to cut this line but maybe you didn't have the time to do that so you're like fuck it and had to go and yeah there wasn't a struggle here but this blood is from someone who was already wounded in this boat and then went farther into the orc quarter still theoretically wounded
1: so yeah I think knowing that Pascal will be like uh well I guess it won't be hard to find them now
0: it's just like a little drip drop of red that you can follow yeah, that's
1: kind of what I'm assuming.
3: That's not gross at all. Or, or disheartening. Or scary. No, this is great. This is cool.
1: Comet, don't worry. This, they've they've uh, softened themselves up for us.
4: Oh,
3: d- d- worried? Who's worried? I'm not worried. Yeah.
4: Comet, look on the bright side. This is a sign from the gods. We had no leads. Now we have a lead. mater they be praised. Thank you. Oh, boy.
2: And uh, Donato will chime in here and clap a comment in the back and say uh, either way, my friend, where the tip of the spear goes, the shaft shall follow. Let us be as the shaft. Elskill's like, I like that. with hmm. the shaft? And he'll move on before like trying to explain that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's one mean mother. Shut your mouth, Donato. Alright, so... Alright, so that sounds like Donato and... Pascal, one of the two of them are heading on into this uh, through this thing, which again, we've established not a trap um, the rocks fall, no um, yeah, so as you guys head in, one of the things and I'm going to do this to you guys a lot um, I'm going to say somebody is reminded of the calamity I mean the ob- the easiest one would be Donato. But somebody has a personal connection to the calamity that they see something as they come into this. And this is the first time you kind of like you're you are now inside the orc quarter post this horrible pogrom that took place here. And what is something that just like it shoots you right back to the that ten or fifteen years ago when news of the capital and this assault on this community occurred. Anybody have anything? Again, um, Donato is the easiest one here, but if somebody else has something, go for it.
3: Um, I think I would take... Uh, it would be... I feel like Comet would have read about the Calamity, and uh, obviously not being there personally, but maybe diving a lot into it, and uh, what he read was just how extensive the damage was to inside the Calamity. Like, it was almost... Uh, uh, compared to a meteor hitting... Uh, a small town okay
0: yeah so maybe there's maybe there's stories that you had heard about uh, like earthquakes or even like some legendary tale of like long ago this this city was struck by a great star that fell from the sky and the way that they described it as you're looking around at this absolutely destroyed part of the city you live Mm -hmm. in you're like, oh shit! This harkens me back to that ex- this exact thing in these holy texts that talks about like a comet falling out of the sky and destroying a city. I like
3: that. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, oh my days, we are in the calamity. I've, I mean, I've only read stories, but I've got goosebumps. Looks, I have goosebumps right here. Look, and I'm just going to like shove my forearm in like Farley's face. Look,
4: look. <laughs> yes, I see that.
3: Oh, this place is so cool. All right.
0: (sighs) Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys to... um... Ooh, I'm just gonna have you guys discover discover a thing pretty quickly on. Um, Donato, you know this area well enough And like I said, there's not just a like a drip, 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 red trail of blood like little Jeffy walked through a crime scene and uh, family circus. Yeah, there you go. But um, but maybe there is like you do see some other blood at some point. And you guys, uh, who is in who is taking the lead here? Well, the tip of the spear, naturally. Is it Pascal?
1: Yeah, I was going to say that. Pascal, probably.
0: All right, Pascal. Um, could you make for me a um? I assume you're trying to do this carefully, as you're kind of uh, skulking about, or are you trying to like quickly move through and kind of like just catch up to whoever or whatever you're chasing or looking for?
1: Hmm, that's a good question.
0: Um, All right, thank you.
1: You know, I'll go with quickly.
0: All right, wild. All right, so you're trying to hustle and bustle on through here. Could you make a dexterity defy danger roll for me? No, for sure. Ten plus. Ten plus, pretty damn good. Alright, so, yeah, so Pascal is hustling hustling straight ahead, right? Are you guys trying to keep up with him?
4: Well, yeah, Yeah. I don't want to lose that. That guy's got a spear.
3: Exactly. Pointy end.
0: All right. So yeah, you guys don't need to make any kind of rolls or anything like that, but you kind of hustle on through, and um, pretty quickly, Pascal, you get to an area where you see there was some kind of conflict that occurred here, and the thing that you discover is um, a, a good amount more blood, and also two corpses. So, uh, I'm going to ask you for some details about these corpses in just a second. Um, but, yeah, you see that there was a conflict that occurred here. There was definitely some fighting. There's a good amount of blood. There's two corpses, both of whom seem to have been combatants in this conflict. One of them is an orc, and the other is one of the honor guard of Duke Hugo Blackburn the Ninth. So, um, we talked about what orcs look like generally. We talked about what, uh, we said that the honor guard, at least wear, like, armor and such. Um, give me a detail about one of these people. Um, either two of you guys give me something about the orc, two of you guys give me something about this honor guard. And these, especially the honor guard, or even the orc, could get real specific if you want to. Female orc. Female orc. All right, ooh, I'll 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 go ahead and ask the Gimli type question. Uh, no, because there was a whole quarter of orcs, so that would be stupid. Of like, d- do orcs even have women? But there was like a whole quarter of orcs. But is that uh, are orc women, uh, like commonly thought of, or is are they when they're d- depicted are they always men?
4: The, no, no, orc women usually fight. The men are the ones that practice magic.
2: Oh, interesting. Well, okay. will have to be at least some examples of the females practicing magic. Oh, yes, you're right. That's right, because you have, uh,
4: mag. Right, you have yeah. your mag, yeah. It um, could be an exception. So, sure. Well, yeah, men men usually are like the academics then, and the women are the warriors, so you have both them practice magic, but one's in the field, one's kind of more of a life of the mind.
0: Okay, so like, female uh, female orc warriors are kind of the the, the common uh, thing. So we've got this female orc warrior, we got the tusks, um, she's bigger., uh, we haven't searched for the tail yet. Uh, she's got fashion, including a cod piece. Let's uh, add to the orc and say uh, there's clear
2: signs that magic was used in this struggle. Ooh, there's sign saver, obviously, but like the, there's signs that like she had, she was using it against this
0: guy. All right. Um, sure pascal and comet give me something about this honor guard the orc had to
1: like kill her him with her bare hands or or maybe her tusks or something there's like gore tusk wounds which actually did it
0: that is horrible okay so they're like locked in they killed each other yeah that's what i'm thinking all right oh so this uh this orc warrior was like mauling this person or goring them with their tusks or just biting them to death while the other person was killing them some other way?
3: Uh, Yeah, I would pitch that it's almost like um, gladiator style, where it's the dagger between the ribs, almost like maybe a bowie knife, that it's in, and then maybe they scooped out towards them. So the guard has just entrails of the other orc right amongst their feet. And it's just nothing but viscera and mucus and blood,
0: yeah. So, Comet is loving this, absolutely. (gasps) This is this is a freaking like
3: uh dry heaving, just like yeah. This is
0: this is the mate, yeah.
3: I mean, like entrails steaming, like it's just,
0: yeah. This is a horror, this is a horror movie. This is a Cronenberg, uh, esque amount of gore that we've got over here, and um, furthermore, you could tell that like the this honor guard probably had some primary weapon that was lost in this combat and uh, had to resort to like a secondary, like you said, just like a big t- terrifying, that's not a knife, off- this is a knife, off- like buoy knife a- thing. And uh, to kill this orc in horrible close quarters combat that is just like, you're looking at this and being like, All I right. gotta go, I gotta yeah, exactly. go. No, I've
3: got to, no, this was great lads. Uh, sorry that uh, we can't find the air. Shame damn shame uh boat we're gonna go boat donato falling. Pesco, boat boat
0: i'm gonna i'm oh. only gonna do this to you this one time justin
3: yeah
0: um i think uh perhaps you were at like uh you weren't at the main palace when this assault occurred and so you were maybe spared some of the horrible scenes this is the worst thing maybe you've ever seen in your life um, could you make me a constitution defy danger to essentially hold it together while this horrible scene is before you?
3: Uh sure. What am I what am I rolling forward? So what two two D six plus your con plus bonus. Plus okay. I hope it just puke. Uh
0: nine. Nine is good. Alright. Um yeah, so you are you hold it together. You almost just like lose it right then and there on the, on the second you almost are like, I got to get out of here. And you are, uh, what's the thing that keeps you together where you neither just barf your brains out nor straight up flee. Maybe you have to like look away for a bit. Maybe you have to step away, but you're not, you're neither retching and vomiting nor going I'm out of here and fleeing.
3: Um, so I'll uh, like in that panic I'll I, I will turn to the side, recenter myself, definitely have that like throw up taste bile in my mouth and just kinda does of ah do like the the swallow back and just uh shake and I'm gonna go, sorry about that, just lost the pool for a second. Uh and I'm not gonna make like look anywhere through that direction. I'm just gonna kinda like look up and just go, yeah. Sorry about that. that
4: just right. That's mad. It's mental, so mental right there. Yeah, and uh,
0: this scene is, is grotesque, and Justin had said maybe these are like, these organs are like steaming. I think they probably are. Like, if it was like a wintry night, it would probably be way more dramatic, but uh, it's instead like if anybody puts their hand near this, it's like still warm, like kind of a thing. Reach in there like Craig Robinson in that scene in Pineapple Express. Um,
4: but yeah, you've got this scene before you guys. Uh, there is a lot going on here.
1: Yeah, I think to drive home how weird Pascal is, he's like, this will probably really help Comet too. He uh, like is kneeling like right next to these bodies um, almost like close enough to smell them. He's like, ah, two good warriors. This must have been quite a worthy battle. I'm sorry. I missed that. And he like gets it. Maybe he does smell them like, ah, two legendary warriors. And he kind of like grips his uh, spear up close and like puts the tip of his spear on like each of their foreheads kind of thing. Like hopefully they sleep well.
2: Oh, Donato will be like subtly like writing what he's seeing <laughs> into like a pad, like a like a little notebook he carries with him, and like add to the further adventures of like the, the legend of Pascal Spearchild. Like, oh, this is his like post witnessing a worthy battle ritual. All
0: right, uh, Pascal, without any kind of role, because this would be pretty easy to spot if you're putting this spear on their foreheads which is my favorite lyric from a Smash Mouth song. Uh, You kind of have to separate them a little bit to do that. And I think as you separate this, the orc warrior, when she kind of rolls over, you can see that around her neck, she has a necklace um, of withered fingers, of three withered fingers. And so they look almost like mummified and grotesque. And uh, it's on like, if you've ever seen one of those It's a leather thong, but it's also like braided through a chain. Like a small chain. So it is both a chain and a leather thong at the same time. Is it um,
1: are they mummified enough that we can tell if they're orc or humidans?
0: Oh, that sounds almost like another discern reality role.
1: Um, Yeah, I could try that unless someone else wants to uh, give it a go. Sure. Let's see how it goes. Sure.
4: Okay, there we go. Now now I got a three. All right. So you're looking these over
0: and um you They're pretty they're shriveled up at this point and kind of curled up, and you're pretty positive. Um, that they're orc fingers, but you're like, they could just be like large fingers. I'm not a hundred percent positive. And um that's when you guys, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it over to Comet. That's when Comet, who's like steadying himself, he's probably looking away at what Pascal is doing because it's like, do not look at this man who is now getting way too close to these bodies and messing around with them. And as you're kind of like turned over uh, comet, that's when you see this thing and you're like, Oh fuck. And it is this hideous snarling hellhound, not like a demon dog, but this like big hound creature And, um, it is unlike any dog you are used to seeing. And it definitely sees you. Thanks for joining us today for this American Dice and the second episode of The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser. Be sure to join us next Friday for our third episode to see what happens with this snarling hellhound. And join us every Thursday for our long game, This American Monster. Additionally, check us out on Facebook and on YouTube, where every Saturday one of our old long games is published as a video, and every Sunday where one of our old short games is published as a video. Our website, thisamericandice.net, or .com, either one. And be sure to tell a friend. Our cast for this episode included David as Pascal, Farley was played by Jared, Carl played Donato, and Justin played Common. Your Game Master was Austin. Music for this episode included Shadow Man by Lobo Loco, Winter is Coming Adagio, First Snow by D.N. Key, and Q3 Dark Heavy Anger Fear Metal, Church of the Self by Solaflare. Rolls right off the tongue, that one does. Of course, Dungeon World is a game by Adam Cobalt and Sage LaTora. Be sure to check us out next week. We'll see you then.